BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Senior Editor Mara Levinsky. Hello. So, Mara, there are some casting shakeups at GH. What is happening there? Well, as Vanessa Antoine announced on social media, she will be exiting GH and the role of Jordan to take on the lead role in an upcoming Canadian drama called Digstown. The show is actively searching for uh, a new Jordan. And Chloe Lanier, who plays Nell, will be exiting the show in the coming weeks as well. And that role will not be recast. Over at Days, Bold and Beautiful alum, Lindsay Godfrey has been hired to play Sarah Horton, who is the daughter of Maggie. So she's going to first air in the fall. She's been shooting there since May, actually. And Greg Vaughn, who was our guest today, told me she is a bonus to the show. I think it's so great that they're expanding the Horton family. I really like when shows use their existing characters and clans to generate new avenues of story. Absolutely. Now, someone going in the opposite direction is Lindsay. Someone going from Salem to CBS is Jordi Villasuso, who used to play Dario on Days and is joining Young and the Restless as Ray. Well, I really hope that YNR has bigger plans for him than Days did. I mean, I feel like they, they've never really been able to make the character of Dario work, but I really held out some hope when he was hired. And unfortunately, I just feel like it was a big bust, not because of Jordy, but I just feel there wasn't really strong story to back up the character's return. And he sort of spent a year or so just kind of right. floating in and out of this story and that story. And then the whole Abigail thing. And at the end with the green card Boy. marriage, it just was kind of a mess and a whimper and they kind of got him off the canvas. So I, I, you know, I have high hopes for CBS. Indeed. You know, I think Jordy is a, a really likable actor. And I don't know that we've seen him have a signature role yet, For even though he's been on several shows. As you may remember, when he was brought on to All My Children as Griffin, that was kind of a thankless moment because it was in the wake of Torsten Kaye's exit as Zach. And Jordy's character, Griffin, was sort of slated to be a love interest for Kendall. But it was at a time when absolutely nobody wanted to see Kendall with a new man. Well, I think that's always hard, too. You yeah. never want to kind of be the person who comes in after... Right, like, like hot on the heels of like a, a beloved couple, you know, being torn asunder by an actor's exit. Right. I think that's a really hard kind of... Those are hard shoes to fill, Absolutely. In other big news this week, YNR's Hillary died after the car accident in which Lily was driving. So Havan fans did get a moment of happily ever after when they got married in a really beautiful, touching hospital bed ceremony 
But wow, I have to say I was completely shocked that the show went in this direction with a character who had become so popular Mm -hmm. and was part of one of their biggest couples on the show. Oh, gosh, I absolutely agree. Now, (laughs) you know, if my choice was between them getting a poignant, loving deathbed ceremony or them having some sort of last-minute breakup and Hillary leaving town with their relationship in shambles. Like, I I guess I would go for that last beautiful three-hanky moment. But, of course, you have to imagine that there were big conversations behind the scenes at the show about whether to leave the door open, as we say, for a possible return by Michelle Morgan down the line or a possible recast of the character down the line. Well, if they can wait for Michelle to have her second child, which she has just announced, perhaps she would make a great Jordan recast on GH. Uh, Well, GH would certainly be incredibly lucky to have her. But back to your point, I mean, it really does have to be a huge decision to kill a character off because truly not every show is Days of Our Lives that can kind of get away with returns from the dead, you know, more so maybe than the other shows on the air. Although, you know, General Hospital, I feel like, uh, gives Days of Our Lives a little bit of a run for its money. I mean, one of the things I found sort of unintentionally hilarious when Steve Burton returned last year to the role of Jason and Jason was sort of getting the download on what he had missed in the years that he was gone. It was like, oh, guess what? Robin's not dead. And oh, guess what? AJ wasn't not dead, but now he's dead again. And oh, yeah, Franco's alive. I mean, it gave me a giggle. There were a lot, there are a lot of returns from the dead on that show too. But they have to be huge conversations because, you know, here you have like Days of Our Lives killed off Bo, you know, when Peter Reckle came back a few years ago. And I can't imagine that there aren't some hindsight being 2020 conversations about that decision. I mean, it was a really emotional story and there were some beautiful moments within it. I mean, look, Mary Beth Evans won an Emmy for her scenes with Peter Reckle. Mm Mm-hmm. But Bo is still one of the signature characters of Days of Our Lives. And there's a part of me that wishes we had perhaps seen a glimpse of him really alive sometime at the end of that so that the audience knew and maybe there was like a crack in the door open for his return. But they knew when Peter came back that it wasn't going to be long term. He wasn't looking for a permanent gig again. But still, it's hard as a viewer to really just say goodbye, you know, what seems like forever to these characters. I I absolutely agree. And I remember, you know, when Days brought Peter back for that short stint, you know, all parties knew that that's how the story was going to end, that Bo's death was something that they had planned for. And I I think I always appreciate a send-off for a character that does really feel like care was taken to craft it. And I can point to, you know, a number of soap deaths that really just destroyed me, be it BJ's death on General Hospital or Stone's death on General Hospital or uh, Megan's death from Lupus on One Life to Live. I remember I cried so hard I gave myself hives. Um, (laughs) But these are, I think, examples of stories where the writers had, you know, certain storyline goals in mind, possibly in conjunction with actors giving enough notice that they weren't re-signing so that they could really write a death uh, designed for that kind of maximum emotional impact. Which I think is key because you want to go through the end of the journey with these characters who you love and not feel as though it was thrown together in haste because it wasn't planned ahead or maybe the writers just found out someone was leaving, you know, after they thought maybe this person was going to sign a new deal. Because it's just there's something very empty about that. Right. It doesn't even have to be a death. But I want, you know, every character goodbye to feel like it was plotted with care. Because even if the character lives and is just leaving town, that is the end of our journey with them as a viewer. And you want, you know, stories to provide story to the other characters in their midst. For example, when Ariane Zucker left Days of Our Lives as Nicole, 
Greg Vaughn won an Emmy because his characters, Eric, had such great story in tandem with that. And, you know, his performance was so incredible. It's sort of like, you know, you you said the word empty. It's like, why waste the opportunity of someone leaving town to not give great meaty material to the people that that character was significant to? And that storyline in particular really was excellent, and it gave Greg so much to do. He has had the hugest year, mm-hmm. so let's get him on the phone to talk about it. Hi, Greg. Hello, darling. Hello. So what a year you have had. How would you describe your 2018 so far? <laughs> uh, it's been uh, just an unbelievable year. Just couldn't be, uh, you know, it's been uh, definitely a, a promising, exciting, and uh very just um, glorious start of the year every year. I mean, I mean, the whole 18 has been fantastic. There have been years on the show where Eric didn't feel as significant in storyline. What did it mean to you to have your turn in the storyline, son, come? Um, well, you know, I look back and thinking about, the, uh, you know, the lead up to the Emmys and stuff, and I didn't feel I had a lot of material, but I had enough depth in some of the material that I picked and stuff. So that in itself, it was just like, just, uh, you know, I think I was fortunate in, I didn't feel that I, you know, there was nothing like substantial front burner storyline. There was just a lot of good moments in, uh, and, and less is more, you know? So that's kind of, it just, it worked out in a really good way. Now, this was your first Emmy win. Uh, you won for supporting actor. Uh, you were pretty emotional when you accepted your award. Uh, how would you describe your feelings in those moments of hearing your name called and going to the stage? It, it was an incredible, you know, a long-awaited uh, moment to experience, you know. Um, I was definitely had a, a phenomenal support group and my family being in town and my kids and started out really crappy. I couldn't find my shoes. My car pickup was late. There was like this, this peacock walking around the yard. <laughs> at your house? I mean, no, I was at a hotel, oh, you know, okay. with my family and the kids were swimming, making sure that everybody's checked in. Okay. I was moving luggage. I was stressed out of my mind. I was late. I barely got any time to talk to anybody on the red carpet. So really the start of it was just crap. <laughs> I was so, I, I was more like stressed out of my mind and I needed a, uh, a something like to cool me down, like a drink, you know, like, uh, just go set in. But then I was presenting. So I had the start of the show. I was, um, you know, in the back in the green room. So and then my my date was running behind, so I just there was a lot of factors that I really it took me a long time before I had enough time before my category came up, um, which was nice because I always had remembered that my category was the first, you know, award presented. So I was kind of stressed out, and then I got the uh, the uh, how the, the the order in which everything was being uh, the categories. So I was like, oh, my God, I got so much time. This is great. Now I can relax. But um, so that was a saving grace to allow me to kind of compress all my uh, stressness, you know, and and put it together. And uh, and then when it did, it was uh, it came together pretty well. Now, everyone in the audience seemed really excited. Your castmates were so excited. Were you aware of that, that there was just that feeling in the room for you when you won? You know what? It, it's it's really hard to explain or exp- unless you're going through it. But the room at the moment that my name was mentioned, there was such a pause before my name was mentioned. And when you hear 
Greg, I thought they were going to say Greg Rickhart, you know? So mm-hmm. I was just like there. And then when they said my name, I was just like waiting to hear my name. And I'm, I was attentive. And then it just kind of, the room went silent for me. It really, it just like, there was nothing. I didn't hear anything. I didn't, I was just so focused. I think it, I was like, well, I have to go up there. <laughs> I was like, it happened oh my God. And then it was kind of like, you have to go. Okay. So start walking, you know, um, it's like being called to the principal's office, but in a much, you know, a a better scenario. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had never been in that position before. So it was a really not even being acknowledged or a a nominee before, but to be a nominee and win in the same time. So it was a lot, you know, and then, uh, I just try to get my composure to say what I wanted to say and, uh, and be, and all my gratitude to as many people as I could remember at the time and place. And there were so many people I still forgot, but I tried to make up for it much later. Well, where do you keep your Emmy? Where do I keep it? It's amongst all my kids and their trophies. <laughs> okay. So the I, Vaughn we, trophy we, case? I, yeah, it's the Vaughn Boy trophies. Uh, they have all their sports and stuff, their hardware that they've been collecting over the past few years. So uh, I couldn't find a more appropriate place. I was going to send it to my mother, but uh, I heard that it was very difficult to send because they think it's a weapon. You know, I can't. I, at the time, I didn't have a box, you know, with me to send to the Emmy mm-hmm. in. But now that I have it, I was like, maybe I should send it to my mother. Kind of like. You know what they do with the Stanley Cup? They kind of, everybody takes turns. Yep. I was like, maybe I should keep it. You know, we've had it for a while. You know, I send it to my mom, let her enjoy it. Um, but uh, for right now, I, I just uh, recently moved. So uh, it's all amongst the boys' trophies. This year marks six years for you on days. Um, does it feel like it's been that long? Or do you still feel new sometimes compared to some of the other long timers at the show? Um, no, I feel, you know, I feel I'm definitely, uh, not an old timer, but a veteran, you know, if you will. Um, you know, I definitely am a seasoned actor for the show. I'm, uh, I mean, still, it feels like every day is a new day. It's a fresh start, you know, just kind of consist having more consistency, um, being here. Um, but it's a it's a it's a wonderful place, and I don't say it just to say it. It's a it's a really wonderful. Everybody is how is everybody doing? Concerned about everybody's well being and what's going on. It's not about hey you're working all the time and I'm not working. So I'm really honored to be a part of a, a place that um, is really family. Um, but I I you know consistently. Um, I still treat every day. It's like my first and my last day. So just in case, you know, you never know what's going to happen in life. And you just kind of like, uh, just never take that moment for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we are, or where we are in story now, Jennifer and Eric are getting engaged, but she is keeping a very big secret from him. Um, so what is it with Eric and the women in his life having a problem with honesty? That is a good question. I wish I had the perfect answer for you. I think they're so concerned about hurting, you know, Eric's feelings, you know, and by not telling the truth, it's almost worse. So when you have to hear it, you know, from somebody else and not from the core person who has a secret, but when there's not just one or two, but maybe three or four people behind the secret, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that truth and honesty is, is very important. And, uh, and one of the, uh, key elements of what he is so, 
um, important to Eric, you know, and it's a big hurdle for him to trust people. And then once he allows them in, and then the one people that he, the, that person that he trusts, then betrays him, or, um, you know, but he's not a hypocrite, you know, and at the same time, you know, he has to be wise and thoughtful about, you know, speaking before he gets out of line. But there has been quite many secrets kept, and I think that's just a a, a, a deep-rooted thing that he's got to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been working a lot with Missy Reeves. Uh, tell us what it's like yep. to work with her. Love her. She's one of my faves. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, at the Emmys and, you know, without Missy and, I mean, Ari and Eric, you know, without my... They're my they're they're the pieces that make you what you are, you know, and and give you the ability to to pr- produce the work that we do, you know. So, Missy is a special, wonderful uh, woman that uh, you know she has been here uh, for a long time, and uh, she's a talented uh, actress, and I'm just so happy to just share the room with her. She's just fun. We get along so well and so much in common. So when our characters have time together, it's, it, it's, um, it's just relaxing and fun. It's just like cruise control. Um, so something I've been wondering about, does Eric have a job these days? Does he, <laughs> he, no, he doesn't. I, you know, he's been living above the pub for a while, kind of helping there. Um, his, you know, his old man, so that's been kind of like his stick for a bit. You know, he's kind of redirecting where he's going in life. Of uh, He's been doing it from the previous counseling. Um, I think he kind of took him out of that position, you know, uh, not just when he let, left the position for Nicole's opportunity, but I think that's, um, it's a difficult place for him to go back to, even though he really wants to help the Horton Center thrive and be, uh, you know, successful. I think he just needs to kind of step back, regroup, and he, it's refreshing just to be around family and uh, at the pub right now, out of everybody's way, you know, in which they tend to, to float that direction. Um, you have some pretty awesome Salem parents. Tell us about your working relationship with uh, Deirdre Hall and Josh Taylor. Two of the most iconic individuals in, in daytime. Amazing. Josh and I, you know, we've really, right on the tail end of uh, before I left the show, before I returned, we had uh, something building that was really fun, to, a father-son relationship that was really something I enjoyed. Um, and I had hoped that we had tapped into that more while I was here. But when I came back, they really started to allow that relationship to evolve and to uh, to focus on a little bit more. So when we have time together and he's really been kind of a good mentor for, uh, for Eric in a lot of ways, you know, from, uh, a fatherly manly type feeling, you know, which has been good for Eric and, uh, grounding. And so his mother has always been the heart of who Eric is and stuff. So, well, your previous soap mom was Jeannie Francis. This one is Deidre Hall. Um, you don't go small, do you? <laughs> No, I have to say I've been very fortunate to have uh, really um, incredible, iconic uh, women as my my mothers. You know, on the, from General Hospital to days. So, yeah, I, I've joked about that in the past. You know, playing a very uh, iconic characters in both in both shows. So, 
you know, I'm just trying to bring truth to, to uh, you know, as I did then and, and I do now and, and, uh, to keep that, you know, moving forward. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. It's just good to be in, in a place, a working place that, uh, I feel like, uh, my work is acknowledged and I'm appreciated for what I'm doing. Uh, now, the last person to play the role really before you was another Texas native, Jensen Ackles. Um, you two know each other, correct? Correct. What was it like? Did you ever talk when you took over the role? Have you seen him since then? Yeah, I've talked to Jensen. We still keep in touch. I, um, I, we, when I, we have a, a a, both being from Texas, uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, we stay connected. And uh, when I took on the role, he was one of the first people to reach out to me and, and just say he could be happier. Can, you know, where he was at that time when he was doing the character and, uh, at the time and the place that in between that took time that 15 years before the Eric Brady resurfaced to the canvas. So age appropriate, you know, it was perfect. Um, so he was excited just as much as I was. Um, and since, um, I was, uh, back in Texas down on his old neck of the woods. And so we, tried to connect we were uh you know talking a lot but we couldn't between his family and and mine at the time it was just too hard to connect so we said we'd do it another time and then uh but i said there's one thing that uh we did uh i after the emmys i sent him a, a photo i said hey I, I did it and uh he's like wow he's like i had no idea so he was very excited for me um you know because he himself hadn't won that Emmy. So it was the first time for the role of the character. So I was, uh, I was like, he kind of set the bar. So I had to kind of step over and above that one. So, yeah. So I shared it with him and we, we, we do that. He has great amount of successes on his own, right. You know, and he's doing wonderful going into like 14 seasons of, you know, supernatural. So he ain't doing too shabby. No, he is not. No. So you've recently on screen been in scenes with, Nadia Bjorlin, who you don't really work with a lot. Um, is there anyone else on the show that you would love to work with more? It was nice since Nadia's return post-pregnancy and stuff, uh, you know, so because she came in and that's been a pleasant surprise just to have time because, you know, we've known each other for so many years, but we never shared scenes with. Um, you know, I think we all hope to cross paths sooner than later. Um, I can't really think of many people. I love, I mean, I think once my story starts evolving in, in, a, in, a, in a better way, that there's going to be a lot of new changes and a lot more opportunity for uh, my character to uh, cross paths with more people. But like you said, Nadia being back present, you know, and uh, that's been awesome. Uh, who else? There's, um, I'm trying to think of where we are in the air show and what, um, John uh, John Anderson John Anderson is somebody I'd always wish to work with more. Oh, that would be fun. I, have you ever shared a scene with him? Yeah, we shared some things. You know, it's always he doesn't very much care for Eric himself. Um, I think there's a mutual respect, but it's also like um, somewhere they've never really crossed paths a bit. But the Brady and Eric brother thing always brings them together. So I think, uh, you know, but he is, I mean, we've had our moments, but not enough. I mean, I think he's a tremendous, uh, gifted actor. He's been around, he's a legend, you know, and, uh, you know, but I do, I, I'm a fan. I, I sit back and I love to watch him work. He's, uh, uh just, there isn't many people around here that you just don't stop. Uh, Drake Hogeston, uh, we had some moments recently that were, 
he really was incredible. I was just like, wow, that was a good piece of work. So he's got some stuff coming up that he should be really proud of. Good to know. Um, now, someone you really haven't shared that much screen time with is Tyler Christopher, who played your brother on General Hospital. We're six months behind. Would you like to have scenes with Stefan and Eric? You know, I personally expected it to he had be established pretty quickly, uh, but they haven't, you know, so I think there's some, uh, something that's good about that. So it, uh, it prevents people from trying to uh, connect the fact that we were once brothers, you know, on former show on other shows. So, but uh, having him here is fantastic. I think um, he is, uh, his, his work ethic is incredible. He's, he's, he's gifted and, you know, award-winning actor himself. So um, having him here has been awesome. We've been able to reconnect and uh, talk about our families. And um, But uh, I definitely hope to see them cross paths, and when they do, it's going to be exciting. Um, so let's go back to your first soap job, which was YNR's Diego. Uh, what do you remember about that role? <laughs> What do I remember? Um, well, my first day at work in the daytime regime at YNR was with Sharon Case, and it was in a love scene. Uh, so I did. I was like, "Welcome to the day, the world of soap operas." You know, <laughs> clothes off and in the bed. I mean, that's I. I thought that's how it was going to become every day. You know, so there wasn't a lot of speaking. It was more like uh, very technical, um, but. Um, it was it was really you know kind of getting my feet wet really in the, in this realm, which it was nerve wracking because the, the the level of dialogue that was required, um, it's not so much the it was not that it was like um, anything like diction wise. It was just that it was just so much material you had to absorb and and to be ready and everything just moved so fast. So I really wasn't seasoned to that. I wasn't familiar with that, you know, and because I was just finishing charmed and, and, you know, working with three girls is not a problem. So <laughs> I could take on 30 girls and not have a problem, but it was just, it was just a different dynamic, different speed, different, uh, whole, you know, environment. So it was, uh, that was a challenge, but it was an easy adjustment over a period of time. And then kind of it, once I kind of got into a rhythm and settled in, um, then it was coming to an end. So I was just getting a feel for everything and it was, everything was changing. It was with, uh, with the whole Sharon Newman and then the Victoria Newman. And it was just like, I was working from Sharon Case to, uh, Heather Tom and to Josh Morrow. So I was getting thrown around. I was like a little boy prop toy, you know, kind of thing. And, and then Eric Braden, I mean, there were so many places that it was going and, um, it was great. It was exciting. It made, got me prepared before I went over to general hospital. Um, so I enjoyed it. It's a great family home over there as well. You know, there's good people, tremendously talented. Peter Bergman and I are good friends and I just have the utmost respect for them over there. And I, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So it was short and sweet, but it, it led to another opportunity and to which all, you know, things can happen, you know, mm-hmm. so it was fun. Of course, a lot of uh, General Hospital fans still have fond memories of the years that you spent on the show as Lucky. Mm. What are your standout memories from your time in Port Charles? Uh, that's, that would be a long list to present. I have so many. I mean, with Tony Geary, I mean, with Tyler, Steve and Maurice, I mean, uh, with with 
Kelly, Rebecca, I love those girls so much. You know, I mean, that, that honestly is probably one of the, those were my best. If I was going to say like my years of really understanding and fondest memories of daytime, you know, um, because I was younger, um, we were kind of all in the same, you know, status in our lives, you know, very, you know, some people married and kids or family and then some not so much, but it was still very, uh, community. We had so much fun I, that, that show. It's like, those were my best college years. If if you will, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were like college years to me. And I just like, there was always fun parties and working and, and learning and, and, and like being in a master class, you know, if you could get with Maurice Bernard or Tony Geary or, uh, Jane Elliott, I mean, there's just, the list was on and on, you know? So those were, uh, that really, now I'm, I'm just such a, an old timer vet now. And so I try to bring that same element and factor when I'm, uh, I'm being over here at days, you know, because they have a lot of great and experienced people here. So, but it's just, you know, it's much looser here. It's fun. Everybody's laughing with the, uh, the camera and the set, you know, everybody on crew is just la- relaxed and fun. I mean, there's just n- nothing stressful. So I had a, Many great memories over there. I can think of many things with like Kelly Monaco and camping and, and, and I mean, everything was on a higher level over there. I feel it was like the explosions or wrecks, you know, you know, it was just like, God, there were so many things. There were some silly things too, like dressing up in this futuristic gray hair, gray suit thing that with these sunglasses for a costume party that I hated to do. But <laughs> you know, you know those things you look back on. I mean, there was a uh, the reuniting of Luke and Laura being wed again, and we shot one night in the Griffith Park. Um, me and Tyler, and um, gosh. Uh, God, there's so many people. I'm Lulu. It was like my brother. Uh, there was another brother, um, big tall guy. Uh, what was his name? You got to help me here. I know. Wait, I'm having a moment. Nathan Parsons. Nathan. Oh, okay. Na- yeah. So it's like you know when he Ethan. became on okay. the camp. Yeah. So there was just a. It was just a really cool experience, you know, production-wise, filming outdoors again and being on a set outside the studio. Mm-hmm. There, the, the the list is long of memories, you know, and the super soap weekends, you know, I mean, those were some great times, great fun memories and, and being amongst all the fans that just uh, really, you know, and, and kind of being with them and really getting a firsthand uh, communication with them and then um, being with shows from New York when all my children one like to live and this is great. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of good memories from that time. That's great, because so do we all. Um, yeah. Do you ever get recognized from your 90210 or Charmed days? I have. Um, I, I definitely have. You know, uh, I was I recently, you know, not long, you know, though, I don't, not so much anymore from that period, you know, more so from um, now being on days or General Hospital for sure. Uh, Queen Sugar, you know, I've been on a plane and, uh, you know, flying and been stopped. Uh, but then I was back east and in the middle of nowhere where I was, I was at the, I, I was asking from the butcher, I was like trying to get some, 
like flank steak kind of thing. And I was like asking about it. And he kept just staring at me <laughs> and he's like, let me go to the back. I'm going to check. And he kept looking back and he stopped me and looked back. Just flank steak, right? Like you want this amount? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. That'd be helpful. And I think he was so caught off guard. And he's like, has anybody ever told you you look like Eric Brady on days? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, really? I mean, cause I, I've never seen anybody look so similar. And I said, cause I am. And he just said, no way. You know, so, I mean, it was like, I mean, this is a, and he was a big man too, a butcher. And I was just like, I was like, that's his show. And he's like, man, my family has been watching your show for years. I'm a big fan and just like, uh, so appreciative and kind and thoughtful. And, um, so I get, I think a lot more recognition in, in this time in my life, you know, now. Mm-hmm. So when we ask our, where's the strangest place you've had a fan encounter, yours will be at the butcher. Now, well, this is a new one. You know, I didn't get tackled in the Burger King at, in the uh, in the airport in Montreal, so that was good. <laughs> that was that experience has not been uh, easy to top, but this was uh, a, a, a different um, experience for sure. Um, now, you recently revealed on Instagram that you have a new lady in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you two meet? Um, my significant other, Miss Angie Harmon, uh, she and I, we, we, we both grew up in Dallas. Um, we used to model together back in our day, early days. Um, and she's still 27 and I've just, I'm like fine wine, you know? <laughs> and, um, so we, uh, you know, we had a, 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 we've maintained our friendship, you know, and, um, over the years and, um, our paths crossed again and, you know, and I uh, just kind of uh, went a little bit further by, you know, just trying to see if I could take her out on a date, you know, and it happened. So it was not an easy date to achieve, but I I, I just said, I just wanted to go out for some ice cream, you know, Aww. kind of thing. And so, and uh, I had to fly all the way to the East Coast to do so, <laughs> so. <laughs> because there was not much chance of her coming back this direction for a while. So if there was anybody going to make it happen, it was going to be me. So it's it's blossomed beautifully at our pace and our speed and, and someone that I deeply admire and appreciate and, and have a lot of respect for, not just um, but what she's done, but how she's doing it and going about it. And uh, she's... Uh, She's, um, you know, she's a writer, she's a producer and director and on top of being an actor, I mean, she wears many hats. Um, she's got a lot of irons in the fire, which are great. You know, she's had some opportunity coming ahead and, um, you know, she's, uh, abroad at this time right now and she's doing a lot of philanthropy work for, uh, World Relief and UNICEF as an ambassador of UNICEF and, uh, from being in Rwanda and, bringing some uh, attention that needs to be mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I stand, you know, in a big way of supporting her and doing that. And I wish I could be there as much as she knows I w- she wants me there. And, uh, but somebody has got to work right now and, um, uh, I'm happy to be working. Um, it's allowing us to have our space at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have three boys. She has three girls. Uh, she captioned mm-hmm. the photo that you're a modern day Brady bunch. Um, how has the family blending gone? They're great. They're great. We've, we have a lot of fun. You know, the boys really, I think, uh, they're learning a lot about being in a house full of girls, something that's (laughs) completely not, that's unfamiliar to them. And so the, 
the one and two of her girls, they the eldest of the two, they they're very hands on, they're mature, and they really like to en- engage with the boys. Um, but it's usually the bottom four that uh, spend the most time together. Um, they have a lot of similarities because the other girls are more teenagers. Um, and uh, but when we have our family dinners and going out to dinner or whatever, we we uh, we have a car full. We have a full bunch, that's for sure. We uh, we we've done a recent family trip, which we talked about, and Fourth of July, and um, you know, a full suburban full of full of kids, which was fun. And then uh, we got some more plans ahead before the summer uh, comes to an end, you know, and uh, back to school. So she is with her girls in Africa right now, and then uh, and then I am home and and uh, making the best of my time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are your boys doing? They're wonderful. They've had an incredible summer. They've been very fortunate, very blessed to, to not be at camp this whole summer, you know, and being uh, exploring different parts of the country and uh, and uh, getting some travel in, in, their, uh, in the book. So it's good. And one more big one ahead. And then, uh, but yeah, but it's been good. They've had a, a, a wonderful summer. Uh, aside from this heat wave that we're going through. Um, Well, thank you so much for joining today. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for letting me come on. Uh, Now I guess I'm going to have to start tuning in regularly and becoming the number one fan of your show. That's right. Go subscribe to it. Come on. I watch you every day. I will. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you and thanks to all the fans around the world who watch and support not just me or this show, but all the shows collectively you know we're one big family and so it's nice to to work amongst those that uh do a wonderful and fantastic job like you oh well thank you uh, always great You're to welcome. talk to you talk soon bye thank you so much for joining us thank you to greg vaughn for being our guest be sure to pick up a new issue of digest on sale now and come back next week for a new podcast